Nation, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Man TV podcast. I'm your host, Mac, and I hope you guys are staying happy and healthy out there. And oh man, what a time to be alive to be a Hawks fan, guys. I think it's official. Uh, numbers don't lie. I think we may be the most average team of all time this season, which is just a stat you never want to be associated with as a professional sports team or any team, rather. Um, so yes, obviously the stat I'm referring to, I think most of us, most of us Hawks fans, at least the ones online have undoubtedly seen at this point, And that is that, um, it's gone even further after last night, but now we have 27 straight games where we are one game within 500, which is the longest streak in NBA history. So as I mentioned, numbers don't really lie on that one, guys. We, uh, we're incredibly average and, um, it's a stat that I got to admit, man, it's not something that I'm very proud of. And, uh, it's not a not a stat I, I even want to really t- talk about, but uh, here we are. We got to talk about it, right? And, you know, I think as you look through those 27 games, it's just the epitome of what this Hawks team has been for the last two seasons. And what I'm getting at is that, you know, we ended up beating teams like Miami, Dallas, even though Dallas is kind of struggling, but still, you know, got two two stars, I guess one star at that point, but still, you know, a formidable opponent in Dallas beat the Knicks, beat the Suns, beat the Cavs, beat the Nets, um, even beat the defending champs, Golden State Warriors, uh, last Friday. I was at that game. The arena was popping. Um, I agree with John. There were too many Warriors fans there, but I got to give credit to us Hawks fans, the ones that were there cheering for the Hawks. We were making some noise for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, we're beat, we're beat, you know, beat some of the better teams in the league, right? And then our losses in, in that same time frame, two against Charlotte, one against the Spurs this last Sunday, which was arguably the worst loss we've had in a couple seasons. Um, loss of the Bull, the struggling Bulls, the struggling Blazers, the struggling Pelicans, all these teams that, sure, maybe at some point in the season they, they were doing a little bit well, but not at this point, man. They are struggling, and they somehow still pulled off a win against the Atlanta Hawks. So um, I think at this point it's it's not fun to say. It's not something I uh, enjoy saying. It's not something I you know <laughs> want to talk about on this podcast. But I think it's official that we really have become the most inconsistent team in NBA history. Um, You know, that's not to say that this is something that will continue. Obviously, this record is something that um, will more than likely end this season, something we hopefully will not carry over in the next. And something, you know, that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult stat, man, because, you know, as, as I kind of said on my Twitter and as I'm, not going to do right now. There, there really is no defending this statistic. There is no defending this position that the Hawks have found themselves in. Um, I think all of us can agree, whether you're a fan, uh, a media member working for the organization or a player, we all had higher expectations than be sitting at a game under 500 with nine games left in the season. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's a, uh, it is, it's, you know, I, if you guys have listened to the show, you probably picked up on that. I, I, I try to be as optimistic as I can with adding, you know, a, a healthy degree of realism with that. Um, but there is no optimistic view that you can twist this into. This is just not great. It's uh, it's something that, you know, the the inconsistency and the um, the averageness or the the uh, <laughs> the overwhelming midness of this team is. It's just something that, you know, it's uh, you can't ignore it. You can't act like it just means nothing. And you can't act like it's something that can't that doesn't need to drastically be changed. Um, you know, I think it's worth mentioning the team that we ended up breaking the record. Uh, they were sitting at it was either 25 or 26 games. Um, 
was the 2014-2015 Pelicans. So that Pelicans team had a baby Anthony Davis, a young Drew Holiday, and their third best player was Tyreek Evans. Um, I understand that their little streak of, you know, games at 500 happened a little earlier in the season than ours did, but they ended up, you know, finishing the season eight games over 500. Sure, they were only the eighth seed, got swept by the Warriors in the first round, but still, you know, turned it into a pretty successful season, especially one that at that point, you know, the expectations going into the season for that 2014 Pelicans team, they were low. They had to be low. It was it was a young, growing team. That's not where the Hawks are anymore. Um, so, you know, and, and, and finishing eight games over 500 can't, can't even happen at this point. So um, it's just it's. It's just unacceptable, man, uh, for this for this edition of the Hawks team. Um, I think it would be unacceptable for our team last year, but adding a star player like DeJounte Murray and having these struggles continue this season is unacceptable in my mind, no matter the coach. I am not necessarily getting at the Quinn Snyder should have just completely changed this and eradicated all of these problems that the Hawks were facing. Um, but I, I, I can admit, I was definitely hoping that it would, you know, seem a little more consistent. Um, it just seems, you know, we... Uh, against the Spurs even. I know there was another one that's not coming to mind, but it was when Quinn was a coach. We've blown some big leads with Quinn being the head coach. So it's one of those where I understand he may be kind of letting things play out so he can identify the problem, so he knows what to change and what to fix in the offseason. And I'm not expecting instant gratification. That's really what, you know, almost the whole episode last week was about. Um, But I will admit, you know, um, watching us beat the Warriors and – you know, we didn't we didn't whoop them by any means, but we beat them in dramatic fashion. It was fun. I I was there for the whole game. Obviously, we 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 were pretty much up the entire time. I don't remember ever getting up by too much, but except for like the first seven minutes of the first quarter, we pretty much led the entire way. So, um, you know, for us to go to that from that to then being up by I believe it was twenty four points against the Spurs and ended up losing that game to Kelvin Johnson and Devin Vassell. I mean, no disrespect to those guys, but you know, if, if we want to be a championship contending team, we can't be letting dudes like that go off against us and, and lose our 24 point lead in the fourth quarter and lose the game. That's just, it's just not something that can happen. It's not something that, you know, needs to even be remotely acceptable for the 2023, 2024 version of the Hawks. Um, I have faith that it will not be acceptable. Um, but at the same time, you know, you gotta, it's, it's hard, man. It's, you know, it's just something that, um, it's it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around and it's kind of hard to just, you know, fully swallow that pill and accept that this is, you know, what we've been given this season. Um, Cause you know, like, like I, like I mentioned um, the, the, those 26 games, I feel like were so representative of, of what this Hawks team is. Um, like for instance, Trey drops 41 points and a loss to the Timberwolves. DeJounte drops 40 points and a loss to the Blazers. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most teams in the NBA, if their best player or second best player drops 40 points, um, you know, they're more than likely going to win that game. So it's just, I'm not trying to overreact. I'm not trying to act like it means too much, but you know, last night, obviously I, I, I wanted to record after the game. I was stupidly expecting, hey, we just played this Timberwolves team. Cat is coming back from, like, what was it, 40-plus games. He'll be a little rusty. We should win this game, man. You know, we just lost a heartbreaker to the Spurs. We handled Detroit the night before uh, back home in 
you know, Detroit is a team that you got to handle. I'll talk about that in just a second. But, um, you know, I, 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 I thought we were going to win. I thought I'd be able to record and be like, hey, the stat is still there, but at least we're on the other end of it. So if we win Saturday, we're out of this stupid stat of staying around 500 for every single game in the freaking season. And we lost. We lost by a point. Um, and, you know, there, there were some key plays that I – I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk about Ben Taylor in just a second. I understand a lot of people are going to say, well, we lost because of that bozo. That's a, that's a valid argument in my mind. Um, but I think the play that honestly breaks my heart the most because, I mean, he's one of my favorite players. You saw, you guys saw last week when I was at the Meet the Team event, he was one of only four people I got to meet because he was top of the list of who I wanted to meet, and that is Bogey. And Bogey with, I, I want to say, less than a minute left, had a wide open look. From, from the wing and would have sealed the game easily would have sealed it and just bricked it. And obviously we ended up losing the game. Um, I, I know for a fact that one was haunting him. I know he thought about that. I know any professional athlete would in that scenario. So I'm hoping, you know, given that opportunity in the Pacers game on Saturday or maybe even the Grizzlies game after that, maybe he hits that shot. We seal the game and we win it. Um, but that was, that was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to see, you know, one of my favorite players have an opportunity to win the game for the Hawks and just just come up short. So, um, you know, it's um, it's it just it is what it is, man. It is what it is. This is something that you know I personally think is completely unacceptable. Um, but at the same time, I understand that it, it it's difficult. I know they're trying. I'm trying not to overreact. But I also, um, you know, <laughs> don't expect myself or any of you guys to just, you know, twist this into something optimistic and positive because at this point I I personally feel like it's it's pretty hard. Um but, you know, uh I I guess the the last comment I really have on the whole stat is, you know, it's one of those statistics that if the Hawks were a team, and you know, no no disrespect to the teams I'm about to mention, they're just at a different, you know, point in their development of a team, right? So you got teams like the Magic, maybe even the Thunder, uh, the Pistons to a degree. You know, if, if those teams were finding themselves with this stat, I think it'd be incredibly encouraging and something that you very well and, and honestly should turn into a positive because it's like, hey, man, we were supposed to be well below 500 for the entire season, and we've really, you know, uh, exceeded expectations and kind of stayed at 500 the entire time, which is what I was kind of getting at with the 2014 Pelicans team. I think that's what they were doing. The Hawks, come on, man. Come on. I, I I know, you know, some people around around the entire country maybe didn't have us uh, as hyped up as we did locally. But I know locally, especially on our, our Hawks fan TV fan base within Twitter, going into this season, we thought we were going to be legit with a capital L. And um, instead, we've gotten a lot of capital L's instead. And I don't I don't really know what else to say, man. It's just something that, you know, I'd love to say that since we've made these changes with the coaching changes and just, you know, um, a management change and just kind of a, an attempt at cultural change that, you know, we would see these, you know, um, <laughs> wins. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it, you know, and it just really hasn't happened yet. And that's something that I understand uh, is very well still in our future and very well something that we could get. Um, but at this moment, you know, it's it's just it's it's hard. It's hard. So if you're if you are a Hawks fan and you are struggling with me, just know that you are not alone and we will get through this. Um, and bright days are still ahead for the Hawks. They still are. 
Um, and honestly, if you need to hang your hat on anything, hang your hat on that you are undoubtedly 99 times better at your job than Ben Taylor is at his. Um, yeah. So Ben Taylor, I'm sure you'll never hear this, but you're a bozo. And I don't know if you should be in your position if you're going to make these judgmental calls in the way that you do. Um, when you're supposed to be a guardian of the game, you need to be exactly that and not have any sort of biases come up or any sort of any sort of emotion come up in these calls. Um, and for as many players to call you out that, that have called you out on it, Mr. Taylor, um, I think you need to reevaluate what 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 it is that you want your public perception to be, because right now I don't think it's uh, very great. And I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe maybe you are a decent man and that's not what you want you know, to be happening. So uh, just clean it up, my friends. Because um, at the end of the day, um, it was it was Fred who said this, not Trey. Trey kind of reiterated it last night um, and on his Instagram. But I, I've been saying this since I was a little kid about referees. Nobody, no one, no one is there to watch a well-officiated game, my friend. No one. And if that hurts your ego, don't be a referee, okay? Because I can't think of a job where your ego needs to be l- more um, – uh, just easier to handle things. I'm sorry, I got I got tongue tied there. You're you're you you can't have an ego of like, oh, I don't like this guy, and you know, oh, he yelled at me because he didn't like my call. Well, I'm gonna get him with a tech later on in the game and completely screw up his team. No, man, no, no, we don't we don't need guys like Ben Taylor. That's what you're gonna be, uh, Mr. Taylor. So hopefully, um, this has just been a lack of uh of of you know judgment on your end and something that you can clean up a little bit and something that we won't see going forward but i i i need you and all of your referee buddies in any sport on any level to understand that no one is there to see a well-officiated game and no one wants to have the ultimately the result and fate of the game decided by you guys it just doesn't matter um i i even feel that way so hard that it could make my team lose a game and you not have the call and still i don't even care because let it play out on the field, the court, the, the the baseball diamond, whatever it is. But please just understand that nobody wants to see you guys at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, I will make the argument. That's why they do what they do. It's because they know that they know that. And they'll, and they're saying to themselves, I'll be damned if nobody came here to watch me. So whatever I'll I'm over. Ben Taylor won't talk about it anymore. I clearly uh, love referees. Thank you guys for what you do for society. Um, yeah, so moving on, moving on. Um, you know, with all with all this being said, I kind of mentioned it during my my whole rant about it, but I do still have faith in Quinn Snyder. I do think this is something that this man can clean up. Um, I think it's very, very possible, and at this point, I, I think it's uh, it's it probably reality that he has kind of let some things play out. Um, he's, he's trying to identify what problems he needs to change on the court and, and off the court as well. Um, so I know you guys are gonna, gonna hate hearing this from me, but, uh, you got to give it more time, man. You just got to give it time. Um, give him a whole off season, give him at least one full season at the helm. Um, and if he's doing this, you know, in the 2024 season, Hey man, let's, let's go. You know, I, I understand if nobody wants him at that point, but you got, you got to give it more time guys. You got to give it more time. I will personally give him more time than a season, but I I will say even, even those of you that are the most impatient of Hawks fans, you got to, you got to give it a little bit more time. Um, you know, I do expect there to be some big changes made this off season. 
Um, I don't necessarily think staff wise. Um, I don't know who he'll bring in. I honestly predict he keeps Brunty at this point. Um, but I, I think the biggest change is going to be with some some roster shakeup. I don't know for certain who. There's always with the Hawks. I feel like there's you know the main like two or three guys. Obviously John Bogey. Um, I feel like DeAndre's name gets thrown around there a little bit. And at this point, man, I don't I don't I don't know who you can say who's off limits really besides Trey and maybe Onyeka. You know, um, I mean AJ Griffin. Sure, he's I love him. I bought his jersey when I was at the Warriors game on on last Friday, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that he is untouchable. You know, if, if you get a good enough offer for AJ Griffin, I'm sure the Hawks may take it. Um, but that's not me saying that I think we need to get rid of AJ. Cause I certainly don't think that um, it's more just at this point, I, I, I want it to work with this squad. I, I truly do. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. I think a roster shakeup is is going to be needed. Um, with that being said, you know, obviously Trey and in my mind Dejounte aren't going to go anywhere. I think Quinn will be able to get the best out of them. I think it's something that um, you know that's why they brought Quinn Snyder in. Man, I know they brought him in to you know develop the culture and develop the players one through fifteen, and I, and I love that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's because he's going to be able to take are superstar players and turn them into megastars. And um, I still think he can do that, man. Um, I th- You got to give him a whole offseason. You got to give him time. You got to give him the opportunity to implement things that he wants to implement within the actual schemes within the games and the actual just the way the team handles themselves with things related to the Hawks and things not related to the Hawks. Um because I'm sure just like you guys do with some of your coworkers, I don't only talk to my coworkers about work. I talk to them about what's happening in their personal life from time to time. And, you know, obviously those can kind of spill into your performance or what's happening at work or your mentality or whatever it is. So, you know, I, I think that's something that he's going to, you know, be amazing at and, and really help this team. So I still have a lot of confidence in Quinn. I, I don't think it's something that we need to give up on necessarily. But I will admit, I was hoping that – I don't want to use the word averageness because I just feel like there's obviously such a negative connotation that comes with that. But I just was just hoping that maybe, you know, he could get us on at least a three-game winning streak or four-game winning streak to get us out of this within one game of being 500 bullcrap that we're in. But that's where we are right now. And, you know, I just got to keep the faith alive that, you know, things will be much better next season. And I don't I don't I don't feel like I'm being very naive in that. But, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, before I get to my, my last topic for the episode, which is kind of going over the last nine games, we'll go ahead and pay some bills around here. Um, if, obviously, from our guys, Firmanent, uh, they're they're amazing at what they do. And I hope you guys enjoy their message. Communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, as I mentioned last topic, right before the Firmament commercial, uh, we're just going to go over the last nine games here, which um, at this point, man, <laughs> I don't even know if I want us to win them. 
Um, obviously, I want us to win them. Um, I, I want the team to win. I want the team to be successful. I want us to make the playoffs. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if it truly would mean that not making the playoffs, getting a better draft position, maybe adding a little bit more depth for whatever it is, or maybe another piece for a, a trade or whatever. Um, yeah, may, maybe, maybe, maybe that would be the better option and something that we should consider doing at this point. But, um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those like playoffs, maybe a better draft pick is better. You know, it, it is, it is what you, what you want. And, you know, I, I bet you could go poll a hundred Hawks fans and you probably would almost get 50, 50 of answers. You know, um, there's going to be plenty of people that still want us to win this season and still give it a try and still see if we can do this thing. And there's going to be just as many that say, dude, there's nine games left in the season. We're one game under 500. Just, just hang it up for the season and let's, let's give it a, a, a another try next. Um, I think I'm probably somewhere in the middle where I, either one at this point is fine with me. Um, I'm just going to ride it out, guys. I'm still going to be reporting, recording these podcasts and, and working with Hawks Fan TV and, and pursuing dreams on my end. So, hey, still, still, still going to be pumping out the content, win or lose. So, um, so I, I, I personally, uh, I think I would actually probably prefer us getting a better draft pick at this point. I think with this upcoming draft, especially with the dudes at the top, um, which, hey, I know we wouldn't get a top two pick, but, man, if we could pull off a Chicago and Derrick Rose back in the day and somehow get that number one pick, I, I think that would uh, would would be pretty nice. Um, but, you know, the Hawks still, it, as I just said, I, I know they still couldn't make some noise if they get into the playoffs. I don't know about an eight seed. Um, I do think we would have to be the seven seed if we wanted to make some noise. But, you know, and that's why I say it with a, a very real lack of excitement. Um, I, I I just don't know. I don't know if that's me being naive and and saying, come on, man, let's just be real about it. This team isn't going to make any noise if they get into the playoffs. It's good that they may have that mentality within the locker room because that's the mentality you want your athletes to have. You don't want them to think that they're going to lose. Uh, but – you know, us as fans, I think we can maybe be a little more realistic about it and kind of accept that, you know, maybe maybe this season is uh is is uh com- coming to a close. Um, because you know, I think the the unfortunate reality, and you know, I don't I mean this with no um with with no insultive tone whatsoever, but I, I just think this edition of the Hawks have shown us what they are, you know. This is a pretty average basketball team. It's a team that will. They'll go out there, compete, whether it's beat them or down to the wire against the best teams in the league. But will. They'll either down to the wire or just straight up lose to the worst teams in the league. And it's that inconsistency and that averageness, you know, the word of the day, averageness. Um, it's 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 very glaring for the Hawks. And it's something that I think it's it's just – it's hard to ignore and it's hard to accept and it's hard to twist it into something that is, you know, positive because this is a team that, you know, I remember the quotes before the the season and what do you, what, what do you guys want? And Trey, I think he just said championships and John mentioned that he wanted the parade down peach tree and all that. So yeah, man, this is a team that went into the season with legitimate title aspirations. And I understand like I, we could say it to our blue in the face that yeah, man, they're they're not out of it yet. Come on, guys. 
Come on, you know. I mean, I don't know who the eight seed is right now in the West. You think they're going to win the championship? Like, let's be real. Like, um, it's just it, – it is what it is, man. It's a – at the end of the day, this team, as much as I love them, as much as I – I think I counted, I have eight jerseys with different players, man. That's, that is not I'm, – I'm not – I am making it like that. I just love this team that much, man. I, I, I will spend my hard-earned money on this team willingly and happily – but you got to accept it in a day. This is a pretty mediocre team that had championship aspirations. And I, and I include that last part because if it was a mediocre team that knew it was going to be pretty mediocre this year and kind of accepted that and knew this was just kind of a, a stepping stone to something greater. Hey man, I don't think I'd be very upset right now as a fan. I think I'd be pretty excited, which is kind of what I was getting at with the magic. Right. Um, in my example earlier, but no, man, this is a team that wanted to, wanted to win a championship this year. Um, and it's just more than likely not going to happen this year. I do think it could happen next, but that is a conversation that I think I've had too many times. <laughs> um, so we'll just leave it at that. Um, some things have got to change this offseason. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, so, yeah. So we'll wrap up this week's episode on that, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. For following Hawks Fan TV. If you aren't already following us, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Hawks Fan TV. Check out our website, HawksFanTV.com. That's where you'll find all of our articles. Um, our, our team of writers are great. Some of, some of the more talented uh, young writers out there right now. So I'm, I'm even worried they might be starting getting poached by other places. So um, definitely check out uh, all the content that we have to offer, guys. We're going to keep bringing you that content. We're going to keep bringing you everything that we can as uh as as content producers and as fellow hawks fans um so yeah guys keep the faith alive um but it's okay if you've given up on this season <laughs> um as always guys uh have a great one and go hawks